millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, Brian Kerr joins us now to relive the moment he was told that he was a Republic of Ireland manager. I don't. I would imagine it doesn't matter what experience you have to that point, Brian. You were, in your case, a huge underage success and League of Ireland and all those kind of things. The actual, when you're told you're going to manage your country, must be fairly, uh, fill you with a lot of pride. Can you remember the, the phone call? Yeah, I remember it fairly clearly. Um, I was in, uh, we were in uh, the UAE at the time in Abu Dhabi and we were waiting to play. We were playing in a, a pre-under-20 World Cup tournament and um I was actually in bed uh, just mulling over a selection problem for the next day because we were playing France in the last match and we needed to win the last match to win the tournament. And we hadn't really beaten France too often um, in underage tournaments. <laughs> so I wanted to win that one badly. But anyway, I got a call. It was it was very late in the, in the night from uh, Kevin Fahey, who was the general secretary at that time, to say that the association wished to offer me the job. So it was a marvellous moment, and I uh, immediately I rang Noel O'Reilly's room, and uh, Noel woke up, and I said, look, I need to talk to you. And I went over and had a chat with him, and we, 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 we had a little bit of a hug and a kind of a joyful laugh and, and so on. So it was, it was, a, it was a great, great uh, moment, on, I have to say. Did you? I presume you didn't go straight back to bed. Then was there any sleep at all that night? No, we 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 we, we sat around and laughed and 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 discussed where to go and then. And obviously, you know, there's a initial feeling of oh my god, what do you do? What do we do now? You know, what what um what a say a, a burden in some ways, responsibility. I would think is the right word to have on your shoulders and um you know we, we we discussed a few things and then we kind of got back into french under 20 international mode which we duly won the match the next day and got the trophy and i went back to london actually the team left and i made up a bit of a rule so i had to stay a bit longer to have a look at some facilities for the world cup itself but in fact i later that day i got a flight to london to meet um to meet up with, with some of the, the FAI officials and uh, and Vincent uh, Drury, my agent at the time, and, and that was that was the process, and we tidied it up that, that afternoon. Yeah, I remember the excitement at the time. The, the clearest memory I have is of, and I wasn't actually at it, but the press conference, I think it was at the Shelburne Hotel, um, in which you were unveiled, and this is going to happen apparently on Saturday now for Martin O'Neill and for Roy Keane. And I just remember because it seemed to be a really joyous affair. Everyone in the room was delighted for you, I think, and you seemed to be just, you seemed to really wear your heart in your sleeve that day. Well, it was a great day. I think that you know, I'd been, I'd been like lots and lots of people. I'd been involved in football from when I was a kid, and a lot of people that were very, fairly familiar with me, fellas 
lads who I'd played with at school by level, lads who I'd managed at school by level, fellas who I'd played junior football against and, and these are and into um League of Ireland. So there were so many people and for somehow or other they all seemed to be hanging around town that day on and you know, many of them would have marched into um the Shelbourne Hotel's ballroom in their walking clothes, including Mick Wallace. Of, um, I remember Mick coming in with his high-vis vest on him. I think he might have been walking in Grafton Street at the time and yeah. poured a bit of cement. And uh, There was lots and lots of people there who I felt um, great warm to, had given me, who had given me encouragement all along the way in my time in football. And they seemed to be taken some joy out of it as well. So it was a lovely day. It was a lovely day for my family. It was a lovely day for my friends and every, everybody that, that I knew. But I think a lot of people outside my my own uh, circle were, 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 were very, very happy to see it happening. That's somebody who, you know, hadn't been a star player in England, who didn't have a, a great career as a player, was now getting to manage the international team. I'm looking back at some of the reports of that day and I'm reminded that even as early as that, not surprisingly, you were being asked about Roy Keane and whether or not you could coax him out of international retirement, which ultimately you did and had a fruitful professional relationship with him. A lot of the people we've been talking to today, Brian, are saying, look, you know, Roy Keane, OK, there are issues there in terms of him being too confrontational with players as a manager. He can be very abrasive and all those sort of things that we know. But when he's in the right professional environment, he can also uh, shine. And he certainly did that as a player for the most part for Manchester United. Did you find him... Did you find that to be the case when you were in charge of him, that he was obviously happy with how you were running things? And was did that make him relatively easy to deal with? I, I think that's all a fair assessment, Owen. I mean, the other side of it was you also had to deal with Manchester United. And at that time, Roy was under pressure from Alex Ferguson and um, the medical staff at Manchester United to limit his playing time with the, with the Irish setup. I remember initially, my initial phone call from Alex Ferguson was, look, Roy Keane can't play any international football. He, he's bunched, his, his hip is... His hip has given him a lot of grief and he can't play. And how many matches have you got this season? And it was, you know, we had to walk back from there to get an agreement. But So Roy was under that type of pressure. So before every time he was due to come in, there was always an element of an intervention, I would have said, from Manchester United about whether he was fit enough to come or not. So that put him under pressure and it meant that at times... It was a little bit of a strain between us on when he was going to arrive and so on. But it, it generally it worked well. He was, I think, with your assessment of it, that he felt that the setup was good, that it was it was professional, that it was well thought out, and that there was also, you know, respect that the players needed some time to themselves. I mean, you know, for instance, in the afternoons when we were based out in Paul Marnock, we would give the players some time to go off and do what they want to do in the afternoon. They want to visit their parents or family in Dublin or whatever or go up to Malahide for a cup of tea. So I think it was quite a relaxed environment, far away from the one that was portrayed after I finished, which was that it was a, a tough regime where they were being asked to visit things all the time. That was a load of baloney. But um, I, yeah, I, we we got on well and he was... He was very good in the group and he was seemed very happy in himself in the group and he was very cooperative with me on the tactical side and also, you know, in in, in advice and uh, giving a bit of advice but also listening and taking advice on board. So I, I thought we did, did fine together. Does that lead you to believe that he could make it work as an assistant manager under O'Neill or do you have your reservations? 
Well, I think he, he's going to have to adapt. You know, he seems to be in the number one. I've said this already in the last couple of days. Um, he's been the number one um, uh, in that he was the captain of Manchester United, went straight into being the manager at Sunderland and the manager of, of uh, Ipswich. He's not really been in a situation where he's had to... Um, you know, work with somebody where he wasn't he wasn't the main man, and he, he's going to have to take that on, on board now. But I think Martin O'Neill, he's Martin O'Neill's appointment. He's obviously accepted that he's Martin O'Neill's assistant, and he appreciates that he will learn from Martin, and that also his opinion will be very valued, and he will have an important role in the whole setup. So it's obviously been sufficient enough for him to say yes. I, w- I really want to be involved in this and that, you know, whatever difficulties had in the past with the FAI, let, let them go by and get on with the job. Does Martin O'Neill need him, do you think? Or is there enough about O'Neill as a manager that he would actually be able to take this on and be successful in his own right? I think every manager needs somebody um, close to him who he can trust, who he values their opinion. He know who he knows he can um, delegate responsibility to, and they will perform the job as he needs, and th- that they will always be loyal to him. I think they're the important qualities, and obviously they need to be able to do some of the specific jobs that Martin may not want to take on himself. So uh, I'm sure Martin feels he's talked that through with Roy and said, "Look, you know that that's what I'll be looking for for from you." So. Uh, I'm sure he's happy that that Roy can perform some of the stuff that he doesn't want to do himself or maybe doesn't feel as comfortable with. And he'd also know that Roy will have the background from Ireland, from playing in the League of Ireland with Cove. He would know many many of the people are still around, uh, officials in the FAI, the administrative staff have all changed. Some of the team staff that were there when I was there, when Roy came back to play, are still there. Uh, Brian McCarthy and the medical staff, John O'Born, Alan Bourne, Kieran Murray, they're still around. So you know he will, it'll he'll he'll have an opinion on on their abilities and the other people who are walking around the team, and he'll be able to maybe make some recommendations to Martin before he even starts in relation to filling up all all those other roles. Yeah, Brian, great to talk to you as always. Thanks a million. Thank you, Alan. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.